Hello, you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm joined by TEDx speaker and coach Richard Lee Tai to talk about meaningful connections. So enter the podcast, Richard. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, Beth. It's great to join you today. Thank you so much for coming on. So could you please introduce yourself, my lovely yes. listeners? Yes. So my name is Richard Lee Tai, and I am in a city called Calgary in the country of Canada. Some things you should know about me. I am a TEDx speaker, and actually my TEDx talk was released earlier this week after many, many, many months of waiting. <laughs> and the title of my talk is How to Find Excuses to Connect. So it's all about how to make meaningful connections easier for people. Because I realized I had a lot of internal fears holding me back from connecting, like the fear of rejection or the fear of not knowing what to say or that I'm bothering someone. And so I've had my periods of loneliness that I've, I've experienced. And so I was thinking, how can I help other people with this? Because I know I'm, I'm certainly not alone <laughs> in this. Yeah, definitely. And so after I'd done my TEDx talk, that was actually the seed to create a business because I thought this excuses to connect ideas too good to just sit on. I wanted to keep promoting this message. And so I decided, why not just form a business out of it? So I'm running a business now called Excuses to Connect, which also, which basically includes any product or service I can think of that can help people with making connections. So I'm doing stuff like coaching. I'm also a podcaster. I run workshops. I sell some stickers. Uh, the stickers that I have, uh, they say, if you're reading this, come say hi, which nice. is an I excuse like to connect, right? So you can put yeah. down your laptop or water bottle and then that sparks more connections. So yeah, that's that's a bit about me and what I'm up to. Great. I, I did watch the TED Talk. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the kind of main thing that I took away was it, it is that thing of you know, we do shy away from it so much. Mm -hmm. And it is that I love the excuses that connect. Like I think, yes. or is it to connect? Excuses, excuses to, to connect. connect. Yes. To connect. Yeah. It's, it's a great idea. I, I love it. And I, I'm a dog person and I loved it when you were like, get a dog. I was like, <laughs> I'd love to get a dog. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I want to hear a little bit more about how you got into it. So you kind of went into it a little bit there, right. but kind of what, what started it and how did you kind of start your journey onto, onto becoming kind of a, a coach? Do you describe yourself as a coach? Yes, I would yeah. call myself a connection coach. Okay. Yes. So it's funny because I did not expect to end up here. It's not like I was a five-year-old kid. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dreaming to be a TEDx speaker. <laughs> yeah. That was not my intention. When I was studying in university, actually, my goal was to become a high school music teacher. But in the last year of my program, I, I realized that teaching wasn't quite for me because I have a lot of friends and family members that are teachers and they're very burnt out right now, to be honest. Yeah, and hard. I just didn't see myself in that environment and having it be a sustainable career path. And so when I sat down and just reflected, I, I thought about why is it that I actually wanted to be a music teacher? And I realized at the core of it is that I enjoy connecting with people. Music okay. and teaching just happen to be the vehicles. Because for example, in music, I spent most of my time in high school, for example, in the music room, hanging out with the other music kids. And that was my, my group, my community. 
And it felt very special because I was creating something with other people as well and being able to share it with an audience. And so there's a lot of sense of connection there. And then on the teaching side of things, obviously a teacher has a very special connection. You build up with students as well in terms of impacting their life and inspiring them. And so I realized if really what I care about is connections, there's lots of careers where I could pursue that and find fulfillment in that. I realized there's lots of careers that have a teaching aspect to it without me strictly needing to be a teacher either, or a teacher in a school setting. And so that's how it led me down this path of, what if I just created a business around connections? (laughs) And so through coaching and through running workshops, for example, it's still fulfilling that sort of desire in me to be a teacher. But the nice thing is I can go in a classroom, I can present, and then I can still leave. I'm not stuck (laughs) in the bureaucratic school system. (laughs) And so, yeah, but even, even before I had that realization in university, I realized like common thread through my whole life anyway has been connection. It's shaped the sort of academic and extracurricular interests I've had. For example, I did lots of volunteering, was involved in student clubs, going to events, because I just loved getting to know people's stories and realized connection is a fundamental human need that everyone... um, Definitely, yeah. It's a part of them. So I realized, okay, this is a really important message that I'm passionate about. It's aligned with who I am. And so I want to be able to share my message with the world. That is so great. And I love that, you know, you kind of, you stopped yourself from going on that path. You know, you could have become a music teacher and it could have been, could have been great, but you were like, actually this, I've thought this through and actually it's maybe not for me. And like, that's, that's okay too. But then you've created this, this amazing thing. And like, now you've done a Ted talk. I mean, Great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it feels sort of surreal sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yes. That is that is great. Um so I think I was going to ask you as well about so it's amazing like thinking about how much as humans that we need those connections and mm-hmm. I guess if you started your journey with your business quite recently, I guess you've obviously been impacted by COVID and it's something, you know, I don't want to dwell on COVID, but obviously it's a huge thing that's that's happened to us that's really affected our, our ways mm-hmm. in which that we connect people. So did you find sort of during that period that you were kind of doing, you know, like extra coaching or people were coming to you um, kind of for a different reason, really, that they, they needed those connections? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. It's interesting because when I formulated my business, it was actually with the intention of always keeping it as a remote business. Something that I could do like online coaching and running online workshops and still being able to have the flexibility that I just want to travel somewhere for a weekend, I can. And knowing that I can still operate my my business. And so similar similar to you, like you started your podcast during the the Mm -hmm. lockdown and I also formulated my excuses to connect idea during the lockdown. There have certainly been some trends I have noticed. Struggling, <laughs> struggling to connect is a common one because um, I experienced it myself. I had so many friends I was regularly interacting with in person and I've lost touch with a lot of them, I would say, just because we're not in that same physical space together where it's just more convenient to interact. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's also opened up my my world in terms of I used to think I could only connect with people in the same city or school as me and I realized no 
Like I, I'm literally talking to you <laughs> yeah. and we're across the world from each other and yeah. that's facilitated through technology. And really I have made so, I've been fortunate to make so many cool friends from all around the world because of technology like Zoom or going to online events and, and so on. So I think there's a lot of opportunity as well. And mm. how I sort of see it as we transition to a post-pandemic world is you'll still have this hybrid element of it where yeah. I think people, I mean, I, I still crave wanting to see people in person, but yeah, also same. recognizing that I think there's now an online element for a lot of people's lives too. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's just, it opens up a lot of doors to connect with people that maybe you wouldn't have connected with before. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think it's, it's really a positive come out of it really isn't it I mean yes. I was saying to someone imagine if the pandemic happened you know 10-15 years ago when you know we didn't have all this tech you know it would have been a totally different different story and I think that is one of the things that we can take away from it that you can you can still have those and you can still have those connections but I think they can still be meaningful as well even though mm -hmm. they are online like I, I think people can I view agree. like an online connection as something not as powerful as is something is in person you know there's there's different mm -hmm. things that you pick up when you're in person don't you like body right. language and just kind of energy and things like that that isn't yes. always the same but I think it's a it's a really good middle ground isn't it you know it's it's the it's the best of both worlds in a way you know when we were when we were stuck inside and we couldn't see people um you know it was mm -hmm. it was the best thing really wasn't it yes definitely and I realized I didn't fully <laughs> answer your question um, around like, I guess how, what people have been saying to me as well in terms of like how it's affected my business. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I want to be mindful again that the pandemic has disproportionately impacted people and everyone has different experiences. Yeah. But in a way, the timing is good for my business because people are struggling with connections. And in this transition period right now, where, for example, like the org uh, organizations might be asking their employees to go back to work and they haven't seen each other for such a long time. And so in workplaces, for example, I know, I mean, at, in all stages of life, there's different connection needs. But for example, in organizations, it's a good opportunity for me, for, for example, it's like, oh, well, I can come in and give a workshop about how perhaps you could have a more connected workplace and how to navigate this transition period when people have been away for so long and now coming back and how do you, well, how do you socialize? I guess, I think yeah. some of our social skills have gone a bit rusty <laughs> over, <laughs> over the past while, but just, yeah. And being compassionate and empathetic and how do you reconnect with people? So yeah. it'll be an interesting next few months. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, when I first went back into the office after so much time, being you know, just on my own working from home, I, I felt like the new girl again, you know, I felt a bit, mm -hmm bit weird you know and just kind of I didn't really know what to say to people in a way exactly. you know, it's, it's really hard you can't do the what you've been up to you know if it's just sort of like well I've just been at home like we've all just been at home <laughs> so it's just a bit yeah. like okay cool glad you're okay like that's that's yes. kind of it so so mm -hmm. yeah I bet people are coming coming to you for that and like you say it'll be kind of an mm -hmm. interesting couple of months slash sort of into the next year sort of seeing seeing how that all pans out um, so we're talking about meaningful connections today, which is great and something that I think is really important. Um, and I wondered if you had sort of a top 
kind of three or maybe five tips um, for listeners to, to build those meaningful connections? Yes, I do have a top three list of tips that I'd like to share with listeners. Great. So the first one I would say is connect with yourself to connect with others. And this might sound counterintuitive because you might think like connecting with others is all about like, oh, conversation starters and how do you lead a conversation and listen and all that stuff. But really, I think it starts with connecting with yourself. And the reason I say that is it really helps to clarify what is your intention with wanting to connect. Because for a long period of my life, I, I realized I was trying to make connections with people because I was seeking some external validation. Like I, I wanted to have, um, or the perception is like, oh, that I have lots of friends and I, I feel a sense of belonging and all that. Um, and I realized actually that has to come from within myself. Like if I feel centered and grounded of, and connected to who I am, then I don't feel like I need to conform or people please or any of these things to to try to fit in and try to connect with others. And so I realized over time, it's really understanding yourself first because that allows you to be authentic and understand from other people's perspective as well. Because if you connected, if you know your own stories and how you want to communicate it, then allow, I, I think that allows you to connect better with others as well because they also have a story to tell. And so I would say that's my first one, just as a general mindset thing of thinking, yes, there's lots of practical skills you can develop with connecting with others, but I think it starts with self-reflection and connecting with yourself. Um, the second one I have is, well, on the title of my TEDx talk, like finding an excuse to connect. And so for listeners that haven't listened to it, I, I, want, I do want to chat about it a bit. And so I'd watched this uh, TEDx talk uh, a while back and I was inspired by it. And the title of it is Why You Should Talk to Strangers. And it's by Keo Stark. And she talks about the strategy here called triangulation. So yeah. listeners can't see right now, but I'm, I'm forming a, I'm going to form a triangle <laughs> that I have. So imagine there's like one dot on the left side. That's you. And then there's another dot on the right side. That's the stranger. And now just imagine there's a third point between the two of you forming a triangle. And that is an excuse to connect. You're trying to figure out what is that common ground there or that third thing that you can connect over. So the example that Keo gives in her talk is like, oh, if you're seeing a piece of public art or whatever, you can, you can remark on it because you both, you, you, you know you and the stranger both noticed it, right? And then you can ask, yeah. like, oh, what do you think about this? But I've sort of expanded upon the idea. It's like, well, that, that thing in the middle, that, that third thing in the triangle can be anything. It's, and you have the power and ability to craft it. And so, for example, I didn't know Beth before this, but I made an excuse to connect because I, I saw that Beth had Bobby Wheeler uh, on her show and I knew Bobby. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> what <laughs> if I just sent a message to Beth? Yeah, it was great. She, and so she responded and now we have a connection. So it doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. It's sort mm -hmm. of just sitting down in making some sort of goal and taking action on it. Because for example, an excuse to connect could be, oh, I would like to have a conversation with a new person, like a stranger each week. Um, 
uh, or like someone I don't know very well yet. And that's actually something I did. And I sent it, I posted it to a community as I was a part of. And then lots of people were really on board. It's like, oh, Richard, I'd love to sign up for this. I'd love to chat with you. And I think so when you craft something like that, where there's an invitation and people love to help, uh, it, it then just snowballs to all these other ways you can connect with people. So I think there's these opportunities there all the time. And if you yeah. you want to get more in depth, because <laughs> I, I could talk about this for hours, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Um, you, can, you can check out my TEDx talk that does go more in depth and with more examples as well. I'll post it in the show notes so people yes. can check that out. And I really like as well, just on that, that mm-hmm. when you use the ladder, you know, that it can be mm-hmm. kind of smaller things that kind of add up and then, you know, you kind of up to wherever you feel. And, and I like that, you know, you set your own um, kind of rings of a ladder and it might be something really small, like like what you've done, you know, mm-hmm. kind of messaging me on, on Instagram or it could be like a comment to, to someone or kind of trying to trying to build a connection online in that way and then kind yes. of heading up to whatever you see as the top and that might be talking to a stranger for some people you know you can right you can set your own um goals and I, I really liked that exactly yeah the ladder that Beth was referring to I, I mentioned in my TEDx talk it's called a fear ladder so it's imagine a ladder with all these different rungs and your goals at the top of the ladder and then each different rung is associated with a different level of fear. So if my goal is to connect with other people, if I tell someone, hey, just approach a random stranger on the street, I know for some people that's very anxiety inducing and would probably be a nine or 10 of other fear ladder. And the gap is just too large there to ask someone to do. And so you just end up not taking action. But if instead you reframe and think, what's the first step on the ladder that's slightly outside your comfort zone? And you just practice that enough until you feel comfortable going to the next step, then that's doable. And it just, and it also helps to recognize like where you're at and there's nothing wrong with where you're at. (laughs) It's just, um, yeah, if, if that's a goal that you want to pursue, it's just breaking it down to manageable, actionable steps. So yes. Um, let me think. Third the, third, the, the third tip, yes. And I sort of alluded to this earlier. It's having the mindset that everyone has a story. And the reason I mentioned this is because I am fascinated by people. Same. Because <laughs> everyone I pass by, for example, when I was in school, everyone I pass by in the hallway, I realized, oh, they, everyone has a story. Right, and I'm just so curious about how how they've gone to where they are, and what makes them unique, and what experiences have shaped them. And the reason I mention this is, if you, it's it's to help people just think about their curiosity, engage with their curiosity, because I think oftentimes when we get into conversations with new people, we might be in our heads a lot. We're worrying yeah. about what's the next thing to say? What question should I ask? And if you're so stuck with what's going on in your head, you're not really present with the other person. Yeah, really with yeah definitely. But if it's instead like just engage with your childlike curiosity, because as a child, you ask questions all the time. It's like, why is <laughs> the sky blue? Why is that? Why is that? It's just- Sometimes too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes too many questions, but- it, <laughs> I guess the point is like, 
people still have that inner child in them and just engaging with that sort of curiosity and wonder I think helps a lot with connecting with people because you don't have to have the perfect question you just you can just listen and like oh they said something that's very interesting I'd like to follow up and explore that more mm-hmm. and the other thing I realized too people love people enjoy talking about themselves so I think if you ask <laughs> ask them these questions to share about their life they'd be pretty open with sharing and it helps to get to deeper conversation as well than asking like what's the weather like? <laughs> exactly. I mean, us, us Brits can't help but talk about the weather. You know, if it's raining outside, that is what anyone will start a conversation with. I find that really funny. Um, Which is fine. I mean, I, I think there is a, a room and place for small talk. Yeah. But I think the real meaningful connections come from having deeper conversations. So it's how can you like segue that small talk into having deeper conversations yeah and I love speaking to people um who are passionate about something you know like it's it's even just the tone of their voice and just speaking Mm -hmm. about something you know people come alive and kind of more vibrant um when they're talking about something that they really love and and I do I do love that because you kind of just bounce off of that and even if it's something that you're not interested in It's like someone can make you feel interested in it if they're passionate enough about it and they're talking about it and you're, you know, asking a bit of questions about it as well. It's like, yeah, I just I just find that's a really good way to kind of get a meaningful conversation going is I mean, obviously, it's hard to you can't just go up to someone what you're passionate about. But if it. If you Why know, not? <laughs> well, yeah, you could do. Come on. <laughs> but um, I guess that's quite a hard question, actually, to, to ask someone what you're passionate about. But um, but yeah, if, if kind of things do come up and mm-hmm. then, you know, and then the more that you talk about, it, you realize, oh, actually, this person's really passionate about this thing that, that they've right. just started speaking about. Yeah. And on this last tip as well, I wanted to give some practical questions, I guess, or segues you could use because you, you just brought it up because. You, a question I like is asking someone, what's something you could talk about for hours? Yeah. <laughs> because it's likely whatever they answer is something they're passionate, passionate yes. or knowledgeable about, right? And then that gives you a lot of room to then ask follow-up questions like, well, <laughs> tell, tell me more, that sort of thing. Um, another strategy I learned from one of my podcast guests actually is this what and why method. So. For example, you can, we can start conversations with asking what, like, what is your job? Like, what do you do? But to get deeper, you can ask a why question because like, well, why are you working as an accountant? Why are you a business owner? Why are you a podcaster? And then that gets to that story element. It's not just saying factual information. Like I do this job at this company. It's getting to, well, what was the path that led you there? And what was the motivation for you getting there? And so I think having that what, why method in mind can also transition to a deeper conversation definitely um so if you want the listeners to take away like one just one thing from the podcast what would it be yes so my motto is you never know how any connection can transform your life Hmm. it's happened to me many times where writing meeting the right person in the right place has opened the door to so many other opportunities and those opportunities around you all the time and you never know how just connecting with someone reaching out can lead to so many other opportunities and 
combined with that as well is making meaningful connections can be easier than you think as well. I've struggled through it. I've known <laughs> other people that have struggled through it and it's, it's possible to get through. <laughs> There's practical, actionable things you can do. It's not that you're in a permanent state of like, oh, I'm socially awkward. I'm shy. I'm never going to be able to connect with people. That's not the case. Social skills is more like a muscle where you can exercise it and you can improve on that over time. And so that's what I want to emphasize to people as well. It's within your capability to, mm -hmm. to develop your, your social skills and connect with people. Great. That's great. I love that. And, and it kind of actually links a little bit into what Bobby was saying um, last week about he was saying kind of confidence is something that that we're all born with, but is a skill mm -hmm. that you kind of, you know, that you have, you have to work on. And, and I guess it's the, it's the same kind of thing, really. Yes. So on every podcast, um, I either give a recommendation or ask a guest to. So is there anything that you think that listeners should check out kind of even if it's just another podcast or an Instagram account or something that you think would help people? I mean, apart from your own stuff, I'll I'll put all that in the in the show notes. But is there something like a book or, or even a TV show or a YouTube video or something that you think would help them on their way to, to build some more meaningful connections? So one thing I realized is there's so many resources. Yeah. <laughs> before before I got into what I was doing as a TEDx speaker and connection coach, I never realized that there's such a niche here because there's quite a lot of other practitioners and researchers and organizations doing work in this area of human connection. So I, I'll give a broad thing first and then a more specific thing because I have, for my own interest as well, like been compiling all these different resources of books and articles and TEDx talks and videos and so on. Um, on my website on a tab, like a resources tab. So people could check hey, out cool. that long list because there's, there's a lot there. But I I'll did want to give some specific recommendations as well. Um, oh. So this isn't something for you to watch or read. It's actually something that you can purchase and use. So I'm a big fan of something called We're Not Really Strangers. And this is actually a card game. And it's a card game with questions designed for people to get to know each other better. And it's something I purchased three or four years ago and I've played with strangers and also with, with friends. And through that framework, it's allowed me to connect with people on a deeper level because when it's framed as a game, it's more playful and inviting yeah. than if I were just to straight up approach someone and ask them a really deep question, they might be yeah. sort of <laughs> taken aback from that. Yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> But when it's a game and you're drawing these cards and you're wondering, oh, what's the next question? That sort of thing. I, I find that that helps with building connections. So it's a very practical thing I've used as an excuse to connect. So we're not really strangers. And I guess I also do have a book recommendation as well. I'm currently reading a book called We Should Get Together. It's by Kat Velos. And it's all about making friendships. And she's a, she's a friendship expert. And so she's done lots of research in this area, specifically around for people that move to new cities, that you're sort of uprooting, you're moving to a new place, you don't know anyone at all, how do you rebuild your whole network. And so she's done a lot of work and research around that. And yeah, has her own theory of how to build connections as well. So I am loving her work. I'm loving really all anyone that's doing work within this realm and trying to promote that as well so 
yeah. Anyway, there's lots of resources out there <laughs> yeah, for, for people to yeah. explore this topic. And I really think anywhere is a good place to start. I think the book sounds really good because I mean that's that's a life situation that a lot of us you know find ourselves in and and I yes. guess it could be the same as like work as well you know when you're mm. totally the new person kind of thing or or like you say a new person in a new town kind of thing so exactly. yeah I think a lot of people would would read it. I think that would uh, resonate with a lot of people actually sounds yeah. good I'll pop that in the show notes as well but we are at the end so thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting. And it's definitely something that I want to kind of now, it sort of inspired me to go and um, check out this resource list and, mm. and kind of be reading up more um, about connections. But hopefully we will stay connected. Yeah, sure definitely. Will. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Beth. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was great to meet Richard. You can find his recommendation and where to find him online in the show notes. So give him a follow. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod, drop me a DM on Instagram at positivitywithbeth or email me thejoyseries1 at gmail.com. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. Until next time, bye.